it's challenging enough to build a culture in a company that's in one spot, but it's even more challenging when you have a very decentralized organization like a franchise. Lindsay Junk is the president of Yoga Six, the largest yoga franchise in the country. And I'm so excited to talk with her today about how she's built a culture that is similar across all these different franchises. Lindsay Junk, welcome to How I Turned the Corner. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited you're here too. You're the first guest we've had that's been in a franchise situation. So I'm extremely excited to talk about this. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about the early days of Yoga 6, and then what were some of your leadership lessons along the way? Okay, great, great question. Yeah, we started the company in uh, 2018, and I came on board um, right when we took uh, the company from a corporately held company to a franchise. And so I was the first employee. Wow. I had the luxury of hiring my whole team which I think most people that are listening probably don't, right? Most of the time you're coming into a situation where you have already employees that you're going to be leading. Um, so this is the first time in my career actually where I was coming in. I'm like, okay, who am I hiring and what am I hiring them for? And I was lucky enough to be able to, to create the team that I wanted from the very beginning, um, which was awesome. And so when I was hiring, I was just thinking about what my strengths were, what my weaknesses were. And I was really trying to hire people that, filled in my weaknesses really and you know people that would push me as a leader um so that was fun and in the beginning i i hired four people and all of those people are still with us now in 2023 um which i'm really excited about and i think a lot of that is because of the culture i want to say like i started you know i was the, the first employee but we we did it together the executive team and i created the culture and i i actually really believe that um your, your employees can do that with you, right? Like if you let them lead in that way, they start to create the culture and that makes it a lot easier for them to stay and feel valued and, and, and do really good work. Mm, That's interesting. So, so in my early days with, with my company, I was really dubious about some of the things that are now I'm now I'm totally bought into, but I was really dubious about getting clear on like the value, the values and the vision and some of that stuff. It just seemed a little fake to me, Mm -hmm. but um, after I started researching and really understanding the value, the importance of it, I started to see that they really were the guardrails for my organization. How, how did you do that in the early days with you, with this, these folks that, you know, are still with you? Yeah. So we, well, we got to create like our, like what we were about really. And we, spent a lot of time thinking about it and we, and we're in yoga, right? So it's kind of easy yoga. You got to reflect what the business that you're in and biz, yoga is our company is designed to help other people feel better. And, and our, you know, our mantra using a yoga word is the the time that people spend in our studios is the best hour of their day. So we wanted to have um, a culture that was going to help people help our franchisees deliver that. And so we spent time thinking about it and then ended, landed on, we were in energizing, empowering and fun. And so we kind of try to keep those pillars, um, alive as with everything that we do. So our meetings are that way. The people that we hire are that way, but we're also empowering. We want other people to have, to feel like they're valued and feel like they have the power to make decisions and control things. Um, and, and then of course, fun. Anytime people are having fun, they, they want to stay, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 
they'll 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 decide to keep this job over that job because it's more fun coming here than it is to go somewhere else and maybe make a little bit more money. So um, that's how we've been. That that's sort of the mantra. I keep using the word mantra, but that's those are the that's the guidelines that we that we've had. That's really great. So, so, I mean, I love mantra, actually, that's, that's a maybe clearer wave than vision. You know, a lot of times people get confused between mission and vision. A mantra is very clear, right? I mean, that's like why you exist, right? So yeah. I might adopt that actually. <laughs> um, so tell me then when, I mean, what, how do you bring this into the franchises? I mean, I belong personally right now to well, actually three gyms because I have such a crazy schedule. I can't always get to the classes. It's just one. But one of the studios I belong to is a franchise as well. And I won't name it, but I've been there now for a little over a year. And I've actually experienced the franchise in other cities and other locations, other owners. And I don't get the same feeling across the different locations. How are you doing that? Well, it's that's you've actually like give, you know, highlighted one of the biggest challenges in franchising is consistency, especially because in franchising, it's different owners, right? Like we're not right. like a corporation and hiring everybody and controlling everybody from here. What we're doing is bringing on franchisees and then they bring the brand to life. And so we just are always the same way. We're always energizing, empowering and fun in everything that we do, our email communication, our, um, you know, our, our training, and we have a lot of training, our conference calls, our Zoom trainings, um, our convention that's we talk about all the time. And then we also vet people for it. So we'll have people come through our confirmation days, which is basically when you decide if you want to purchase a franchise and be involved. And if we notice that somebody's coming through and they're just, they don't have that, we will be um, discerning enough to say, hey, this might not be for you. Um, so we've done that sometimes, not, I mean, sometimes, and we've mistake, we've made mistakes and we, we brought franchisees in that don't always have that, but we just really focus on those three things in every aspect. Like our, you know, we have a yoga teacher training and our yoga teacher training is like that. We have, um, our, our sales training is like that. And so we're very focused on it, but it's not, we're not always going to be a hundred percent, just so you know, like I'm sure you could walk into a yoga six and maybe not have the most energizing and empowering and fun experience, but we're always thinking and trying to get to that point. So. Yeah. But I, I would argue that one of the things that probably makes you different from the franchise that I attend is again, totally different. And this is not yoga six, just for our listeners here. It's a completely different brand, but their their values or those those the tenements are geared more toward the experience that the member is going to have as opposed to the experience that the employee is going to have. Right. What I like about what you've done is it kind of spans both, right? It makes sense to the franchisee as well as to the um, the members, right. the, your values. I mean, fun is across the board. Energizing and empowering is across the board. So I just really you know, want to compliment you on that because from my kind of bird's eye view that I have of working with hundreds of businesses, um, the ones that are I would say more mission driven or the ones that have a real external face often get the values kind of mixed up. They yeah. forget the values are different sometimes or should be different for employees experiences versus the funders or the, or the customers. Right. right. And in your case, you've blended them so well, so nicely together. We're lucky we're in a, in a brand that can do that. But I will say like, if you're looking at things from a customer service perspective and us, like we have members, right? So we want our members to come back if I'm a member somewhere, I want to go somewhere where I want to, like, I want to be there. Like if I, you know, think about like 
this might be dating my, myself, but like cheers. Everybody knew, you know, Norm knew everybody's name and they were greeted when they came in and they, you wanted to be a part of that group. You wanted to be a part of the people in that bar. And that's how we talk about our studios. Everybody should know when somebody walks in, they should know their name. They should feel welcomed. They should feel like they're where they're supposed to be. But that doesn't happen if the people working there don't feel that way too, right? Like if you're, like I was thinking this the other day, I was on a plane and it really seemed like that the the team um, that that, uh, that was you know giving us the service were having a great time. They're like like seemed like they liked each other and they were having fun with each other, and it just made like their service to us great because they were happy. And and then I'm I love you know that airline because I had a good experience. So it's the same thing in studio. If you they're not if the employees aren't having fun, they're not enjoying what they're doing. How are the members gonna? feel. And a lot of times in what we do, they get to know the members really well. And if things aren't aren't going well, they'll have these conversations with members that aren't good for the brands. Like, oh, I can't believe that, you know, they're not paying me this or whatever it is. And so you want to make sure that you're creating an environment where the employees first are having a great time and they like their job and they really believe in the product. And that's another thing. We're lucky in the sense that the people that work in our studios typically love what they love yoga. So they have that common bond. And then um, they get better customer service when they they like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a plug for you also is I love. I mean, yoga feels so out of reach to so many people, and you you create that environment also where it's it's accessible for anyone. I mean, I I think I'm actually a like a square with legs when I go into yoga. I mean, I'm like, how do people actually touch their toes? I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. But it's it's just it's really it's accessible too. So I think that feeling of inclusion helps and belonging also helps people across the board feel connected to the organization. Has that been another deliberate thing that you have created with that sort of, you know, everyone belongs here feeling too? Well, I, I, yes. I mean, the team and I did that together, but like the, the way that we teach our yoga, we, we, when Exponential, who's a parent company of Yoga Six purchased Yoga Six, we were very intentional about what we were purchasing. So we knew that we were purchasing a brand and a style of yoga that was inclusive for everyone. And then anybody could do anywhere, which is really important when you're franchising, right? Like if we were brought to buy a brand that only the elite few could do, it would be hard to go throw that down in like in the middle of Minnesota or like random you know places that we have our studios, but this is for everybody. So from a business perspective, it's smart, right? Cause everybody can do it. Um, but we have been, I've been really intentional about making sure that my team at work feels in- included in everything. And I actually like kind of stumbled on this a couple of years ago where we were having a meeting about, um, actually it was for me, I was going on a, uh, a podcast and I needed some talking points on the brand. And so I ended up having our graphic designer, she was just in there doing other stuff and she's in the meeting. And I looked at her and I'm like, what, what do you think? And she just, she, she nailed it. She did a great job, but she's our graphic designer, right? So that's not her area of expertise, but she ended up being able to contribute in a really profound way to that meeting. And I thought to myself, like, that's what I want. Like, I want the team to feel like they're contributing even outside of their area of expertise. Cause I do believe that everybody has something to offer. And we've really tried to do that at the office here, like you see behind me. So we'll have, you know, we have a marketing team, we have a sales team, we have, you know, the, the operations team, but sometimes the marketing team is getting involved in operations. Sometimes we have operations getting involved in sales so that we can really cross pollinate and people can feel, and it's not just like, it's not just for show. I mean, it would, 
it's one thing to just, oh yeah, let's bring them in like for show. We really are listening to them and, and implementing some of their ideas. Mm-hmm. So back to like everybody is included and everybody can do it. Um, we've been, I feel like it's a big part of our success and why, you know, if you I look at my team, we haven't had a lot of turnover, especially like during, you know, we made it through COVID. We made it through like when everybody resigned and quit and all that. We, we still are together here in the office. Um, and that, that's a, I think a lot of it's because they really feel like very, very valued. Um, while they're here, they feel like the, the work that they're doing is meaningful and helping the organization and then helping other people in their real everyday lives. So we've been, we, we've been really lucky with that. Now our goal next is to help our franchisees be able to, to do that as well. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. And we talk about like, listen, just because you have a wellness advisor, wellness advisor is the front desk uh, person doesn't mean that they can't learn about marketing or they can't maybe learn a little bit about sales or maybe, maybe they're interested in learning about yoga and they want to go through the yoga teacher training. Those are all things that can help them grow as a person and help, you know, likely help them have them stay longer in their role. And mm-hmm. these, we're talking about um, yoga studios that are employing really entry level type positions, right? Like a wellness advisor is something my 15 year old daughter would, could get a job doing. And, you know, she's a smart girl. She wants to learn business maybe later. And so then now she's getting some sales training, some business training. She's going to stay at that job versus going off and, you know, maybe working at Baskin Robbins or wherever else she could go. Right. For sure. Yeah. That's a great strategy. Well, I think kind of circling back around to the community idea, um, I before I well before COVID I belonged to a gym for many 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 years, and I mean there was really only one class I did at this gym, and it was one a couple times a week so that was good. But I went for the community. I mean my best friends were there in that locker room with me every single day, and I mean that that's what made it sticky for me is the community aspect and. I think when you're also providing those growth opportunities for the employees, that starts to build community as well, right? Because now they might be in a class. They might be teaching a class. They're going to be seen at the front desk. They might be, you know, doing some kind of work out in the broader community and be known and seen. That is really sticky, I think. And I've said this a few times on the podcast in the past, but I I've really want to encourage leaders and CEOs and you know, whoever's listening to remember that business is a community too. And it's, it, it can be really special when we create that environment for people. Has wow. that been what you've been experiencing when you, when, you know, if we kind of circle back around to what you said earlier? Well, for sure, from like a stickiness of a member perspective, um, and we talk about like, that's a really big part of what, who we are, right? Is, is yoga is a community. And so we do build that people create relationships inside of our studios, which is, happens pretty organically in what we do, right? But then you have the next level of community, which is the franchisees being a community um, and staying sticking together. And then we here at the corporate office as well. And so I was just before this podcast talking to one of one of the team members and I was telling her that like I she has a lot of fun at work and she's a like you can tell that she just loves what she's doing. And um I I was trying to help her through having fun at work and then keeping on task. And we landed on the fact that it does need to be fun. They need to, everybody does need to like feel like a, 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 they don't have to feel like a family. It's nice if they do, but at least feel like a, a group of people that they want to be with. Um, and so, yeah, that has helped us a lot. And we do try to help our franchisees 
create that in their studios. And that's, that's the part that is probably our biggest challenge is teaching how to do that. Cause it's not, it's a very soft skill. It's not a science. Like it's not like follow this diagram, follow these steps and you will have created a community in your, in your studio. That's not how it works. Right. It's usually very, it's very much a soft skill where you hire a person that is, is very friendly and open and inclusive. And then they pull people in and then they create opportunities to create community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to teach that. And that is not easy for some people, especially like some of our franchisees come to us and there are people with science backgrounds or engineering backgrounds. So they're way out of their realm having to create this in their studios. And so um, what we try to do that has been the most effective is to role model it where they see us, you know, how role modeling it when they come into our office or where we're out at having our different conventions or meetings or things like that. That's a good, that's a good strategy. Cause I think, um, especially if you're a newer leader, there's a, there's a feeling an imposter syndrome feeling or a feeling like this job's too big for me. I don't know if I can actually do this or can I, you know, am I even able-bodied for this? Right. And, and so, um, and I, I do think that that playfulness and sort of fun is something you can teach and model. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really neat that you're doing that. And I, it makes me really want to go to one of the yoga six studios here. So I don't think there is one in my local community, but I need to go do that deeper research now. So, um, cause I, that sounds wonderful. Cause that's what I, that's what I want when I go into any kind of a place where I have a membership is I want to know and be known. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, when, before I took this job, I had a, a gym that I went to and I went to every day at 10 o'clock in the morning class. I were at the time I was working from home. So I could go at 10 o'clock in the morning because I know a lot of people don't have that luxury. And when I thought about taking this job, it meant that I wasn't going to be working from home anymore. It's going to be working in an office, which means I can't go to the 10 o'clock, which means I don't get to see my community at the gym. And literally it was on my pro con. So it was a con like take the job. I don't get to go to my 10 o'clock. I obviously ended up taking the job. A lot of those people, that I went to, I got to know, we'd sort of do an exercise together in other areas, but like, that's how powerful it can be, right? If you create an environment like that. Uh huh. And we can do that in our companies and in our businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so, so what have been some of the challenges along the way? Like what would be some things that, you know, just if you can be vulnerable with us, like what have been some areas where it's like, wow, I wish I had, you know, done that differently. And I, now I will do it differently. Um, well, I think the biggest challenge is when you're saying that it's fun, right? Like sometimes people take, <laughs> they take it a little bit too far. And so it, trying to teach that, right? Cause you don't want to say, Hey, listen, don't have too much fun here. Like, but then you see them maybe not, not staying on task or, or not getting their work done because we're, we're having, like, there's just too much fun happening. So you have, to, we've had to have those conversations a little bit. And it's been, it's been good. It's just hard sometimes because people seem to be very extreme. So if you tell them don't have too much fun and the next day, they're like, you know, I'm not going to work, you know, I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to laugh. So that sometimes happens. Um, but the bigger challenge for us has been because we're a franchise organization, we have to teach that 200 times, right? Like every franchise has to, we want to try to get them to, to role model that. And so I don't know that there's anything that we would have done differently. But it's just been an evolution in how we try to train people on that and how we try to get people comfortable. Because a lot of people, like most of the, our franchise owners are Gen X or even a little older. And so growing up in the workplace, that it, it never was like that, right? It was like you punch a time clock, 
you rarely have fun. You might go to happy hour and have fun after, but the fun and that the community really wasn't even happening in the office and to train that and to tell them, Hey, Hey, listen, it's okay. Like you as an owner can be a little bit vulnerable and you can ask for help and you can like work together. And those kinds of things is where we were spending a lot of our time with our, our franchise owners. Um, and we all went through COVID together. So we did, there was that. Um, but yeah, that's been the biggest challenge, I think, is to to that mindset and the way of like treating people, trying to train that into our studio owners sometimes can be challenging because they, they just didn't grow up in that way or they didn't work in that environment. And so to have to um, apply it and believe that it's going to work when as a franchise owner, you're investing a lot of money to open your franchise. Um, and it's su- the, the behavior that we're sort of saying to go with is opposite of what's gotten to the gotten them to the point that they're at can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Well, so I saw on the site that you have a lot of open positions um, or that when last time we looked at it, it was seemed yeah. like there was a, a fair number of open positions. Like who are you looking for? What, what are you hiring for? Well, the, I think you're probably looking at um, like franchise, franchise um, studio, like our studios that are looking for positions. And so most of the time we're looking for wellness advisors who, are, like I said, that's an entry level position. It's a great job for somebody that needs to get some like business and sales experience because how do you, I remember when I was in college and I was looking to get a sales job. I wanted at the time, I thought I was going to try to be a um, pharmaceutical sales rep. And so I went to a wellness art to a job fair and I gave out my resume and everyone kept saying, well, you don't have any experience in sales. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get the sales experience? Like, what do I do? And they, they actually told me to go sell cell phones. But my point is you, the, these wellness advisor positions, they get a very thorough training in people skills, which when you're 15, 16, 20, 21, 22, we don't get that as much anymore. Right. Like I remember as a Girl Scout being taught how to dial the phone and ask for like ask for somebody and how to answer the phone, all that kind of thing. We don't nobody really teaches that anymore because our kids are all texting and it's a whole different way of communicating. But we do that at Yoga Six. They have to learn how to answer the phone, which is a dying art. You have to learn how to talk to people one on one, look people in the eye, ask questions, get into a conversation with somebody somebody that has nothing to do, like you have nothing in common with them, really, right? So that that job is the number one job that we're looking. I think most of our studios are looking for people for the next job would be the general manager, which would be like a couple steps up from that wellness advisor position. And it is a leadership position. And a lot of times it's the first leadership position that people have held. Um, And so there's some fantastic training that goes with that. And if you've been a general manager for an exponential brand or a yoga six, a lot of times it's very attractive to other brands. They look and go, okay, we know they train them really well. This is a good opportunity. And then probably the last thing that's out there is a yoga teacher, which um, we have, you know, there's lots of studios out there and there's, you know, 15 to 20 studio uh, teachers at each studio. So there's opportunity there as well. Okay. That's great to know. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll all help spread the word about that because um, it sounds like it's a great, great place to work. So many great opportunities for people. Like it's a, it's a good, really good job for whoever is in, you know, can fulfill those various um, skill sets. So I love that. Yeah. Um, well, that is wonderful. So what's up for you now in the next, you know, three to five years? Well, the, the brand we've got, you know, because we're a franchise system, we have territories that we've awarded that are not yet built. And so our focus is to, to finish building all of the territories, uh, build out the, the country, right? So we now have 
close to 200 territories or studios that are open and another 800 to go. So we've we've got quite a bit of ground to cover in the next couple of years. And so we'll be focusing on getting those studios open and then continue to refine all of our training and, um, and help our franchise owners grow too. So some of that training as well. Hmm, that's big. So what are you going to do to level up as a leader to be ready to handle a thousand franchises? Well, like things like this, right? Like listening to, to I've always listening to podcasts, leadership, reading leadership books, um, I've toyed around with the idea of, you know, hiring a, a business coach. Um, listen, I definitely you could use all the feedback that I can get and all the teacher, teaching and mentoring that I can get. And so I know, even though I've like kind of senior in my career that I can always grow as a leader. So just challenging myself to, to learn and listen more. Um, I think I'm at the phase of my life where I'm actually okay with listening to other people and taking advice. There's a you know, earlier, earlier days, I was like, no, I know everything. I will I'll just listen to what I say. But now, you know, I'm much more open to learning. So continuing to learn and, and grow. That's wonderful. Well, the best of luck to you and for these upcoming years, we'll check in with you here soon. But I think this is a perfect place to, to end our wonderful conversation. So Lindsay Junk, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to watch your progress here for the next three to five years. Thank you, Kendra. I appreciate you having me on.